This episode of the On The Radar Podcast is brought to you by Laser Light Recording Studio in Waterville, Ohio. The world is calling. Pick it up. Welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is the podcast that features music, artists, and studio performances, and interviews with acts coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod, here again in my home with some new equipment, just always grinding, always changing things up, always uh, improving things on this home edition of the podcast because it's the year 2020 and we already know what's going on. I'm not going to bore you with those details and everybody who's living it during this period of time knows what's going on and history books will have an interesting time at this year as we look as we look back. On the other side of this wonderful Zoom call, I have three of the members of the Canton, Ohio area band The Scenic Route or The scenic route is 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 it route route do you do you answer route. to both route route okay. that's what it is okay yeah. the scenic route there we go how, how are you guys doing over there good good man yeah, yeah. thanks good. for having us no problem thank you for doing this originally we 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 did say that uh we did uh, uh advertise that you guys were going to be at one of our studios unfortunately things kind of got uh you know things you know certain situations happened and uh we we couldn't make it happen but i'm glad we can do something like this and uh uh listening into a lot of the music is 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 very good and the development of your guys's sound has been phenomenal, but we'll dive into that in just a moment. Take a moment, tell us who you are, and what do you do in the band? Well, my name is Chad Wimberly. I play guitar, I sing, uh, I dance, I wave flags. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I do dance, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, I write, uh, write a bunch of the songs, um, mixing the album and producing them, uh, things like that. Do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with the band. Yeah. Uh, just kind of generally play second fiddle. Uh, my name's Rachel Crozier. I'm the lead singer. Uh, and, you know, I just take on all those responsibilities. I help lead the band a little bit. And, obviously, I do the singing. I am also the, you know, co-writer of the band. That's, yeah. that's me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Dom Merletti. Uh, I'm lead guitar. So, I uh, take the songs that, you know, the chord progressions that Chad writes and I add the the interesting spicy guitar parts on top. That's Ooh, spicy guitar. Right I'm a yeah. stunt guitar player. <laughs> I, I I've told so many people about yeah. that. Your yeah. new title. Yeah, my stunt title guitar. is stunt guitar player. Yeah. What What's defined as a stunt guitarist? Do you like do backflips so, in the middle so, of it? So Chad's, Chad is the meat and potato, so he's got the chords, you know, over mm-hmm. there. I'm like... The guy who's gonna try out, you know, the licks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the solos and, uh, you know. Or write the riffs or the mm-hmm. the extra melodies and stuff like that. Yeah, he he does all the stuff that's actually exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you put in all the layers. Yeah. yeah. You're the noodler of the band. Yes. Yeah. Professional yes. noodler. Yes. Professional noodler, Dom. Oh, dude. Prof- I knew you, it was. You have a name tag that says professional noodler. You know what? Let me uh, oh, change my Instagram bio. <laughs> You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. You can have that. That's fine. If you make a shirt, I want a 2XL. That's just saying. That's okay. all. You can run. You can, I'll give you permission to run with it. Uh, but, uh, of course, we're both uh, from Ohio, obviously, and we're based out of uh, Northwest Ohio. You guys are a little bit south east ish uh from us um i originally from akron ohio so canton is a second home to me or rather a third home uh with toledo being my second and my real home's akron whatever biography geography is weird um the point is you know you're you're in a part of the country um that many view as like an artistic black hole and the whole point of this podcast is to show off more of what is going on in this part of the country being ohio people 
Um, what do you feel that is uh, is something that you always want to try to disprove when it comes to either the music, the arts, things like that? That's a good question. I mean, honestly, just overall, I agree with you. For whatever reason, it's kind of considered that because this is just like a spot in the Midwest that like nothing happens around here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a, Ohio is always kind of the joke of like, yeah, it's just the state with nothing in it, basically. Yeah. And like, who wants to go to Ohio? Uh, but I, if you're not from here, you just don't know if you're not in the, even if you're not in the arts, like I know plenty of people that don't know anything about the music scene around here, but it's just super vibrant. There's art and music really anywhere you go around here. Um, almost every town has like an arts district and it's downtown and it's super vibrant. In fact, we used to work with this, uh, A&R development company and the lady we were talking to, she was saying the three biggest places in the world for music right now are, or the three, the four biggest places are Nashville, obviously. Right. California, Chicago, right. and then Ohio. She's like, there's a huge musical basis out of Ohio. And a lot of people, I feel like, I know tons of amazing bands and musicians that come out of Ohio, but a lot of people just don't know that they're from here. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of people don't know that Walk the Moon's from Cincinnati. They know their hit song, but Walk the Moon's from Cincinnati. And there's a lot of, like, just really, yeah, there's just a ton of really fantastic art that comes out of here. So I think that's my thing. Just just that you don't always hear about it doesn't mean there's nothing going on. There's always something going on here. Oh, absolutely. Walk the Moon, 21 Pilots, you know, some of the other other acts that are out of the Midwest area. You know, obviously Chicago's the big one, but, like, you know, Slipknot is from Iowa. You know, like... There, there's many great acts of the Midwest, and that's uh, that's the biggest thing that I like to try to show off is, like, there's stuff around here that you may or may not know what's going on. It could be it's a lot hipper, and Ohio is just thriving with uh, stuff right now. Um, tell me about how you guys formed the band, The Scenic Route, or Route. What did I say? Route is Route, right? Route, route. Yeah, Okay, route. I'm going to keep doing that throughout the whole episode, so I apologize. But The Scenic Route, tell me how you guys uh, came together. Well, uh, it all started with me. Um, <laughs> uh, I like the I little started... hand pose. Uh, hand pose. Yeah. You didn't, they didn't see it in the. They didn't see it in the audio, obviously, or they didn't hear the audio. But it's like yeah, it's me. Anyway, go on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did solo stuff for basically since I was a kid. I've always done music, and then when I was about fourteen, uh, really a lot of it, honestly, was I'd always listened to bands growing up because I love like seventies and eighties music. So like the bands of those decades. Uh, but that was around the time when Haley Williams and Paramore released the, uh, Riot and Brand New Eyes albums. And I was like, dude, this is exactly what I've always wanted to do. It's like a really dope, like actually unique sounding band that just has a really awesome lead singer. And that was this kind of stuff I always wanted to do. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a band. And then, uh, we got some people together and then we basically played together until like the end of high school. Cause then we broke up cause we all went to college. And then through some trial and error, I met these guys. And then that's, I mean, I met both of you online, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So just use, uh, it's essentially Craigslist for musicians. <laughs> yeah. It's called Bandmix. Yeah. Bandmix. Yeah. Bandmix. That's a new one. And so I, you know, I was looking around and I found both of them. They were people that had ads up and I was like, hey, why don't you come play with me? And then, you know, that's basically what happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of those sites that, like, it's either Craigslist or, like, I think there was another one. I, I think it's still in existence or maybe it changed. Pure Volume, I think that was one of them. I think I think I remember that. I remember that in college where that's how I got hip to, like, a lot of music was, like, Pure Volume. Uh, and, obviously, the MySpace uh, was, was big for music as well uh, before Facebook took it over. Um, it, it's very interesting seeing how the connection with everybody, uh, came together. What about the guys? Tell me about your guys' background, uh, about, uh, music and how'd you hook up, uh, with Rachel? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing for a while for probably 16, 17 years now. I'm almost 30. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, I've been playing for a while. It's all right. What's that? I'm 34. It's all right. Oh man. Okay. There is life on the other side. <laughs> There's hope. Trust me. There's hope. Oh, phew. I'm not just going to die. So yeah, I've been playing for a while. Uh, yeah. Played with a lot of church bands, played with, uh, what, you know, some of my friends kind of grew up in a band together. We rode and, you know, played in our drummer's basement, of course. Um, 
ate pizza rolls after every practice. You know, the huge. The huge, um, yes. So, uh, so yeah, I've been playing for a while there, doing that. I went to school for music at Gordon College. Um, yeah, did a few years there. And just sort of have been writing on my own stuff. And then also, yeah, just sort of jamming with some friends. And uh, so after I was working at, um, I helped to launch one of our church campuses. And after that, that was about three years doing that. And then I was like, okay, I'm really burned out. I got to go step out of somewhere where I'm not like the guy responsible for everything. So yeah, I hopped online and I found the scenic route and I was like, wow, these guys, like they're doing something, they're going somewhere and they're writing some cool music and they're, yeah, they've got stuff handled. So I don't have to like run around and do everything myself. This sounds great. So that's kind of, yeah. You don't have to be the band dad. Exactly. I don't have to be the band dad. We've got a band dad already. Perfect. So yeah, that was two years ago. I joined in twenty eighteen. Yeah, in about in August of twenty eighteen. So that's that's me. Yeah, Um, I joined about a year ago, so I'm I'm newer. You're Um, the newbie. But yeah, I mean, I've been playing since I was nine, so eleven years. Um, Yeah, uh, been in and out of bands. uh, Had similar pizza roll eating situations. (laughs) In friends' basement. I think I started my first band in like fourth grade or something. (laughs) Too young. Um, Too young. (laughs) uh, But yeah, um, how I joined the scenic route was actually my mom. Yeah, that's right, actually. My mom was out at Wing Warehouse, I think it was, in Cuyahoga Falls. And, uh, you know, so, and they were playing an acoustic show and they. My mom noticed they only have one guitar player, and she decided to just, you know, go up to him and say, like, hey, you know, my son plays guitar, what's up? You know, do you guys need a guitar player? And we actually <laughs> and did at the time, did. yeah. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know why I forgot yeah. about that, because I love that story. I yep. think it's so funny. It's so good. And then I remember through, <laughs> through, like, the next hour of our show, I could see her on like she had him on speakerphone and was like listen to him it was like holding the phone yeah hey listen to this i had seen you guys before too i was like mom like i i I used to work at uh jilly's music room i saw you guys when you played there so i used to work at this music venue and i saw them and yeah and i was like mom i know who you're talking about like like, (laughs) i can't hear them through the phone That's awesome. So I guess word of word to moms. Thank you. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, right? Yeah. So. My mo- yeah. <laughs> Shout out to moms. Yep. Th- thanks for being there. So it's very interesting that you talk about like the change in members because then while listening throughout the whole discography of your music, um, uh, Epic with 2014, Drama Queen 2016, Ghost EP uh, 2018, Ultraviolet uh, 20- EP 2019, and then the two new singles in 2020, which we'll dive more into those recently, the development of the music definitely has changed from more of kind of like a soul pop vibe to almost like a pop rock uh, type uh, music that like I was listening to wild this morning and that sounds like a radio hit straight up and being a guy who lives in the radio industry. Like that sounds like it could be on radio. Like I could hear like, you know, like Ed Sheeran or somebody like play that style of song, that upbeat uh, version was the style of music that like has developed over time with, is it because of like the influx of different members or Rachel? Is it because of your influences that kind of changed the way how everything uh, worked out? It's really both. I mean, like I said, when I started this, I was 14. I'm going to turn 24 pretty soon. Uh, And, you know, I just grew up and I started dealing with different problems in life. So I started writing different kinds of music. And then I also accredit a lot of... uh, I always wrote, but I wasn't very good at it because I would have certain things that I had trouble with. And I realized just because I'm just not very good at writing by myself when I'm working with a group... Like, when I then get stuck, I have someone else just be like, well, let's just push through it and figure this thing out. And so, uh, when Chad joined the band, he also likes to write a lot. And so, him and I just kind of started, like, hunkering down and writing stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, anything on Ultraviolet and Forward is all, like, Chad and I wrote together. And so, I definitely credit credit a lot of you coming in, putting uh, your own spin on it and helping me learn how to just write better myself. Uh, so it's like the age, it's that, and then also just, I always want them, I always want the members in the band to, 
while we have like a sound that we put together, I want them to bring their own influences to it. So, uh, you know, if, if everybody likes pop, then the band's just gonna sound a little more pop. And if everyone likes metal, then the band's just gonna sound a little more rocky. Like, it, it does, it really does depend on both things. It depends on what the kind of stuff that I write and the kind of ways that they present it, essentially. What is, uh, what is the style that you try to still want to shoot for then for future stuff of the scenic route? Do you want to still continue kind of this route of like this upbeat, poppy rock sound that you're going into? Or do you want to take it to another direction with future releases? I mean, I don't like to always say that the scenic route will sound one way or another because I don't like feeling boxed in by genres or anything like that. Uh, I tend to lean a little more pop rock because that's just the kind of stuff that I end up writing. But, like, you can tell just the difference between uh, Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet is very, like, radio pop heavy. And then this new album, especially some of the stuff we're going to release later, is definitely more rock. Uh, I feel like we kind of do, like, a sliding scale of pop and rock, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's usually what I tell people when they ask what we are, just say pop rock. Yeah. Uh, but I, it really is just kind of like, I write what I like, and then we make it sound like scenic rock, and that's mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, one of my favorite phrases recently when describing the band is rock band playing pop music. And so, like, yeah. kind of everything baked into that, which is like, yeah, we've got distorted guitars and, you know, things are turned up loud and, like, there's not a whole bunch of extra, you know, keyboard and track and other things like that. Like, it has that real rock vibe feel to it. But then the songs, the actual content that we have is, is you know, it's accessible for everybody and it's, you know, it's easy to listen to and it's fun, you know. Yeah, it's catchy. It's very pop. Yeah. Checking you guys out, you know, with a lot of the shows that you guys do and a lot of the traveling, it seems like you guys kind of go almost dive into kind of the 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 restaurant route. So that means are you are you playing more covers or am I just mistaken from some of the locations you've been at? No, I well, what we do is uh, we try to use the gigs to obviously just to see people. And then I really like performing. So I always want to perform. Uh, but it's just like, that's our way to monetarily support the band and the bandmates. And so what we do is we have like three to four hours of cover material and then we'll go and play like a three hour show and we'll probably play like an hour's worth of originals sprinkled in and then like a two hours worth of covers. So it's essentially like we play the songs that people want to hear and so we can get their attention and we can kind of like hook them in a little bit. And then we'll be like, oh, hey, by the way, here's our new single. Mm-hmm. And That's then, a smart way. That's a yeah, smart exactly. way you're doing it. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like building, and you know, uh, people are just going to be a lot more responsive to stuff they already know and then be more willing to try something they don't than if it's just like, oh, I've never heard of this band before and I'm just coming in to grab my sandwich and I'm going to leave. Right. But, you know, if, if we're playing Hit With Your Best Shot and that's your favorite song, you're like, oh, I'll stay. And they're like, oh, I actually like this. Maybe I'll stay for another song. And then they end up staying for 30 minutes and hearing three of our songs. So yeah. it's like, that's just how we do it, basically. What's one of your favorite covers you like to do? Uh, I, I know you guys don't like it because it's hard. I love doing, we do Heartbreaker by Pat Benatar. Oh, wow. I also, we do Don't Speak by uh, No Doubt. That one's really yeah. fun. I just like singing Gwen Stefani music. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. What about the others? What do you guys like? What do you think, Tom? Um, my big solo is uh, "Beat It," Michael Jackson. It's the Eddie Van Halen solo, so that one's that one's a good one. Yeah. Um, and we do "Hotel California" too, and that's epic. We do the mm-hmm. dueling guitars at the end, me yeah. and Chad, and you know, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Faces start melting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, those are the ones I have the most fun with for sure. Yeah, the yeah. big solos. Yeah, I'm more of a mellow guy. I. All my favorite songs to play are actually our originals, but I know that's not an actual answer for your question. <laughs> so, um, There's yeah. no right or wrong answers to my questions. They're just topics to discuss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mostly our originals I love playing, especially the newer ones. Um, I think the more mellow, like, uh, shallow, and um, that one song by Death Cab I like doing. Just sort of the, Call like... Call into the dark, yeah. Yeah, just sort of the chill, sort of coffeehouse vibes. I like playing those a lot to get my uh, yeah. get my coffee house on. He's I would <laughs> I would say he's definitely the most like indie pop out of all of us. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. That those are like the ones you like the most. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like to do the 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 cover route, the restaurant route, or do you do you thrive better at at an, at an all original set? 
Yeah, we've been doing a lot of like cover routes, scenic routes, if you will. And uh, we've been doing it for a while. I mean, we play two, three shows a weekend. And I think it's it's really gotten, it's what we've needed for the past several years to be able to get to be as good as we are now. And it kind of provides like a, a like a uh, framework, I guess, so that we can say like, hey, we've got more shows coming up. Like we we're scheduled through next year already. And so like, well, we've got all these things like we need to, we need to make sure that we're meeting regularly. We need to make sure that we're working on our craft. And like, it's sort of in a way while they do pay our bills, it's an excuse to like keep on working together as a band. So I think that's, I don't know that they're going to go away for a while. We'll probably still be playing those uh, cover shows for, you know, the next few years or so. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is to be, like, just full original band um, once, yeah. as that sort of starts taking off over time. I spent a long time searching Searching for someone just like you Now I can see I was hurting So you're a musician. Your band's got the sound. You've written your own music. And now you need a studio to record it. Come to Laser Light Recording Studio. Now open right here in town. Laser Light delivers the complete studio recording package for local musicians. High quality equipment, post-processing and mixing, plus a balanced range of musical instruments, amps, mics, and studio players for taking your dynamic sound to the next level. Plus video-ready capabilities. Toledo's Collaboration Station. The laser light atmosphere is a uniquely designed space centered on capturing the art of your performance. The studio is modeled around an unassuming environment, delivering both freedom and fulfillment. The laser light acres are the ideal setting to snap some photos for social media, playbills, and product releases. The world is calling. Pick it up. <laughs> 
If you're a musician looking to record your music, come take a tour. Check out the vibe and book your session at Laserlight Recording Studio in Waterville. For more information, go to laserlightrecordingstudio.com. That's laserlightrecordingstudio.com. It's super impressive to say that you you were booked out for the the remainder of next year in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah. Normally by like the middle of the year, uh, our booking agent will have booked through the rest of the next year. We don't have. I think we're booked about a year out right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's not as good as it usually is. But yeah, yeah I mean, good. it's not. Well, you know, I I will put my hands up in the air and praise our booking. Uh, our booking lady. It is a hundred percent not for her lack of trying. The only yeah. reason we've been able to play at all during the quarantine is because she's just been busting her ass getting this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's just that these businesses are so worried about everything, and they don't know with like the new laws that they're putting up, and with the money that they're making, if they can even like support playing, like paying for bands. So they're just not scheduling past a certain point. Like, they're like, I'll schedule for the next month, but I'm just not going any farther because they don't know what's going on either, so. Right. And with and the, the biggest industries that took the hugest hit during all of this is, is the restaurant industry and the live, and, and yep, and the live entertainment industry, unfortunately. Yeah, so, I mean, we even just had a show uh, recently, just a few weeks ago, that was canceled, like, the day before because the restaurant went out of business. It's yeah. Like, you can't, you know, you can't foresee that. It just like things sort of just happen. So you know, our heart goes out to them, and we try to support them as much as possible. Um, you know, we're we're all in it together. You know, yeah, it is. It's uh, but it it shows great, you know, skill. I guess you say. You, I mean, you guys, you guys are an unsigned act. I believe you're unsigned act, uh, and it all independent. But you have already a team behind you, like booking your shows, you know, helping you out. I think the guy I was contacting uh, to set everything up is not technically in the band. He just no, works behind the scenes. he's just our manager. Yeah, and that's, and that's super impressive to already have all of those people work so hard before even getting a label, which is all the work usually a label does. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're really thankful for, for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, it just comes from like, if we have someone that can be like, hey, I'll handle booking this stuff. And if we can have someone that's like, hey, these are all the times you need to be here at this time. It just gives us more opportunity to deal with like the creative music stuff that we want to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, we have someone who handles the business and then we just get to write and perform and do the stuff that we like, essentially. Yeah. Like, thank God I don't have to worry about like getting a check and trying to go cash it and oh, like, yeah. trying to remember who we're paying what. It's like, I don't want to do that. Well, you know, it's it's so hard with some of these. It's not their fault. They're just so busy. Like, yeah. but you'll you'll message a bar that that's interested in contacting you, and then they just won't answer you back for like three months. You know, yeah. and you just gotta be like, hey, just check it in. You know, so it's just yeah. nice to. It's very nice for us to have people in our lives that enjoy us so much and are so dedicated that they're. You know, they're okay with helping us out with that kind of stuff. I've done that so many times with uh, scheduling acts and everything and then getting all the tracks and everything. And I'm just like, man, I wish somebody could just edit this for me. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I know what I want to hear and what I will like. So I want to have – and I, I'm very lucky and very grateful that I've, I I have a team of recording studios. When I'm not doing these uh, home sessions, uh, I have a team of recording people that are more than willing to help me out. And, you know, I, I pay them for their time and they don't charge me out the ass. So, like, it's, I'm very thankful for the connections that I've made and it's grown uh, especially now uh, at the end of this year will be three years as a podcast so we're very excited for like all the growth that we have done here and especially during this time I just posted before recording the episode of just like thankfully for the the pandemic that I had the opportunity to like learn to hone my home stuff better better microphone better you know uh webcam a ring light things like that things that like i never thought i would actually need to just run a podcast and now like growing it learning learning better skills on 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 videos or like photoshop and things like that just things that i've always developed and i think that's really the good thing out of this pandemic, at least on my end. What about you guys? What What have you guys really been like honing or working on? Anything that you've you can can find a silver lining for? Oh well, it definitely gave us the opportunity to work on our online presence more. Because I would say, if anything, that was the one area that we were lacking. I mean, we have our social media that we keep updated, uh, but like 
you know, we just went from not being able to play at all, and then the only place that you could play was doing these, like, live streams over mm -hmm. Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like, we, uh, there's a company around here, Arts and Stark, that has been sponsoring, like, 30-minute lunch concerts, live streams. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, so we did a couple of those, but we had to, like, build a little studio and figure out how to get good quality for all of our live streams. And then we've also been taking this opportunity to uh, revamp our website and like our online store and doing things like that. So it's basically like, since we can't go out and play all the time, we've just been focusing on the other half of it, essentially. And people don't realize that that other half is just as important as the being musically in, in, in tune. If you're not socially in tune, if you're not marketing in tune you're only as good as you know a decent sounding band let's talk about some of the the newer stuff the, the songs you guys uh come out with i mean with the radio program that we we work alongside with with this podcast we've played i'm giving you up which is tremendous and very glad that brad reached out to us uh for that song and also wild which i mentioned before is probably one of my favorites uh recently from the stuff but tell me a little bit about like you said this this iteration of the scenic route is from Ultraviolet, which was 2019 on. This is like kind of the direction you've gone going into. So tell me a little bit about writing these songs and uh, putting it all together. Yeah, there's, I love writing. Like the, the writing process when it comes to music is like one of my favorite things to delve into and teach actually too. I teach guitar lessons and other types of music lessons. And that's like, whenever any one of my students is like, yeah, I was thinking about writing music. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Got him. Yes. Got em. Yes. So I love the writing process and like um, just kind of figuring out where my role is as like a, an idea generator and like a, a quick sort of like, hey, let's scramble together a bunch of ideas, do a quick demo recording and spit it out to the band and then like letting them run with it, you know, letting, you know, Rachel run with the lyrics and letting Dom run with the guitar parts and the, you know, drummer and all of that. And uh, that's been, I think, the probably the biggest shift in the way that we've been able to do things and it's it's so fast now like i remember yeah. there are a few weeks where i ended up bringing a song to the band like pretty much every week and uh, we would hammer out like 90 percent of the song in like one practice which yeah. never happened before that we would take like we would take an entire practice to like fiddle out with like one little guitar part or whatever mm -hmm. and then at the end like barely have anything there yeah. just because it was like we just didn't have the right framework to be able to run uh, you know, with any efficiency there. So that's also why it's so important that you're in a band with people that you like and that you get along with creatively. Cause mm -hmm. like if you're not with people you can work with, it just, it halts everything. Like everything stops. And then, like you said, you know, when we're having a good time and we all have a, a single idea of what we kind of want out of this album, writing the album really didn't take that long because yeah. we were just knocking stuff out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been really cool. Like we've also been writing a lot more than we've needed to. So I think for this upcoming album of we're putting out 12 songs, I think we wrote 15 and then had a few other ideas that didn't quite make it all the way into songs. And that's been great because then we sort of like looked at the whole thing. We were able to step back, look at all of our songs and be like, you know what? Those two or three, they don't really fit or they're not up to snuff. They're, they're, they don't spark joy. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been really good. Like just having an abundance of ideas and, and uh, allowing people to kind of do their best work rather than trying to shoehorn everybody into writing the core of a song or shoehorning everybody into writing lyrics together at the same time or whatever. So that's, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. It's, I really enjoy it. I liked your Marie Kondo uh, reference of uh, if it doesn't spark joy. Exactly. <laughs> this yeah. does not spark joy. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about then. Uh, I'm giving. Uh, I'm giving you up and wild. Uh, since those are the two songs you dropped this year, um, tell me a little bit about more about those. Yeah, let's see. Where I mean, where do we start? You want? We can start with I'm um, giving you up. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, we start. I mean, that's the first one we released. So. Yeah, that's true. That. That one we wrote uh, a little bit later. That was probably song number like six or seven. That yeah, we that was later. Yeah. yeah, and then the more that we worked on it, it actually sounded really similar to one of our other songs that we had just finished like two weeks before. And uh, we were like, hey, you know, this pretty much sounds exactly the same. And uh, we were like, oh, yeah, we should probably fix that. So we like added a bunch of extra stuff and it kind of went through a few more revisions and it got a lot more character about like what the song is and and what the kinds of emotions it's expressing. Um, and I think it ended up being one of our strongest songs 
uh, not only just from a musical standpoint, but then also kind of putting that where it is, especially in Rachel's voice. I'm like, nobody else around here is going to be able to cover that <laughs> song. You know, that's like, that's a scenic route song that we can like, we can, it's memorable. Yeah. And, what's that actual note I'm singing? Uh, it's an E, a high E. A high E, yeah. Wow. E, so. Yeah. Uh, I also honestly felt the same because I, <laughs> I feel that way when I hear people cover Adele and then they can't sing it. It's like, yep. sorry, mama, you don't got what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the, yeah, that's that one's been really fun. I don't yeah. know. That, that's that's kind of what I had. To it was a a to bitch it. to record though, but oh, it's a very yeah. fun song. It took a long. Time. Well, it really it was just bad timing. I ended up I don't know if I just my voice got blown out or I got like a, a respiratory infection or something, but I had some kind of thing where it just like it fully capped like how high I could go. Oh, wow. For about two weeks, I just couldn't sing past a certain note uh, without it being like. And this is before uh, COVID existed. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and so, uh, you know, we had already, we were actually helping someone with a Keystone project. So we already had when we had to come in to record. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had to re-record the vocals for that song, I don't know, three times. Because every time I'm just like, it's not good enough. I can't sing it right. It's not good enough. And then finally, like the third time we got it, I was healed enough that I could make it sound like it was supposed to yeah well don't tell rachel though but i ended up using <laughs> some of that. the original takes from the very first session that we did and you'd never know never sometimes know. sometimes it's the magic of engineering yeah they're <laughs> yep yeah let's talk about wild a little bit uh tell me about that 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 uh that song and how you developed that yeah uh i know at least for my part i, I remember recording a demo like i was Outside, I think it kind of came to me while I was driving in the car. That happens a lot to me sometimes. <laughs> so I recorded a quick like voice memo, and then when I got home, I think I like unpacked the guitar out of the seat and like had my foot like on the seat and just like recording it in the driveway. I'm pretty sure, uh, just to like get it out, and it kind of came out fully formed. Like, yeah, you basically wrote that whole song, and then we were just like, "Do you like this?" And we're like, "Yeah, we do." <laughs> yeah. So it was so cool, like adding a bunch of extra stuff. I mean, Dom, you can kind of speak into some of the parts yeah. that you've added. Uh, the the big thing for me on that one was the the rhythm of it. So it's, uh, 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 so I wanted to add something that would counter that. So I uh, my my guitar part. You know, it was just a really fun rhythmic song for me. Yeah, it's a very fun song. Um, yeah, so I you know I wasn't going crazy like pitch wise scale wise but you know yeah playing with the rhythms was fun yeah and that little yeah. like outro at the end too oh yeah and the yeah. guitar harmonies in the outro yeah. yeah me and chad doing what we do best harmonizing guitars did you call it guitar 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 harmonies is yeah, that what i heard right yeah <laughs> Okay. Guitar harmonies. That's a that's a new verb. That's I've never heard of the <laughs> guitar harmonies. That's uh. Just that's, like I call those keyboards keytars. Oh, that no, that's legit though. That's a yeah, legit. that's a legit. Oh, thing. never mind. I'm not cool, anyways. Let's keep going. <laughs> no, the '80s invented keytars, yeah. but it's all right. No, uh, my favorite thing about when because you you obviously do get a lot of inspiration when you're driving, like mm -hmm. song wise, which everyone does. Mine's always like in the middle of the shower. And I'm just no. like, oh, I need to I, no. Google Home, record this real quick. I don't think you can. I'm just oh. making a joke. Um, it's more like I jump out of the shower and then press record on my, like, record notes on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I sing it real fast and jump back in. Jump uh, but he'll, <laughs> he'll send me voice clips that I, it'll just be him singing. And it'll be like, hey, I had a thought idea. And then back on here. <laughs> I'm like Chad, don't do it when you're driving. Don't do it when you're driving. Just hear, just hear, ar, ar, and like yeah. fully stop. It's like, no, sorry, I got it. <laughs> Worth it. Cause I'm really wild, but I cannot get you off my mind, baby. I am wild, but you gotta stay with me tonight.
so you're you, you were talking about like these songs are off of a of a bigger album that's like 12 songs which nowadays um you know the the whole album route has because of the streaming machine has gone to towards the route of you know you know singles or EPs here and there and then maybe a bigger album um do you like going that direction or do you like the idea of having hey here's an album here's a couple of singles here's an album like 12 songs that's a that's a you know in 2020 is a is a big thing now unfortunately yeah i don't think it's so much whether you like it or not because i just want our you know i just want to put out music however it gets to people it's more just like if you want to market your music in a modern way you just have to do singles now and so originally our plan was kind of like we're gonna release like half the album as singles and then the other half the album as a chunk but it looks more like we're just gonna release almost the whole album as singles like the first half before the end of this year and like the next half during the the half of the next year um but you know it's like if anything i feel like it just drag not drags it out i don't like that term but it, it drags it out more and it just gives everyone a little more space to enjoy each individual part that we're releasing mm-hmm. And at the same time, we've already started to work on writing for the next album. So hopefully by the time we're done releasing all these songs, we can then play that whole album for the rest of the next half of the year. And then we can, you know, start releasing more stuff. I think that's a good plan. And when I when I said it, it was unfortunate because, like, I'm I'm a fan of, like, the full albums. I like to listen to records. You know, I like the the beginning to end. I like I like because, you know, bands have a, have an idea, have a story, have thoughts and everything. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, playlists and everything are fun. I like to listen to Spotify. I know Spotify is kind of the bad guy, but I, I like I just I, I like the, that route uh, doing uh, doing listening to music that way. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I like the idea of playlists and, you know, putting these things curated together and hear little individual songs. But, you know, that's how I also get into other music is like, I like that song. I've never heard of them. Let me go and see what's popular, what's you know new or whatnot. And then let me dive into full albums and then enjoy the full album front to back yeah mm-hmm. absolutely i think our plan is that we're going to release it all and then just release it together as an album yeah you know and then it'll be like so those works that whole album will be all singles that you can listen to but if you want to hear them to because we did write them together as an album uh yeah. then you can just hear the whole chunk together and everything together yeah and i think being an unsigned band as well it like Going kind of one by one helps to lower the overhead as far as like time and energy and all of that. Yeah. We can devote more care, more TLC to each of the songs and like make sure that all of them, each one is like really good and we don't have any just like throw in their album songs that are just like, eh, I don't know, it's kind of on there, mm-hmm. you know, because we didn't have yeah. enough time to make it be whatever. But we actually have time to, to make each one of them kind of special, which has been really cool so far. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we've had like situations where we had a single we were going to release at some point and then we were like you know what that song's not done let's just let's bump it back another month and move this one over here and then so it does it does give you a little variety i agree Mm -hmm. yeah and you you recorded and produced the 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 all of the songs thus far since you've been part of the band right chad or or you've done some of it more or less yeah we've uh we've been recording in a bunch of different places um we recorded at kent state a little bit. They have a really nice recording space in there. We've recorded at Real Gray. Um, where else have we recorded? Um, That's really it. Real Gray we use for our, our lead vocals. Yeah. And then he tracks guitars there a lot of the time. But uh, specifically with this album, we bought a studio mic so we could do uh, any backup vocals or anything like that, like here in Chad's studio. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, everything else is basically uh, plug and play. Our uh, For the drums on the album, those were home recorded in their... Uh, recording studio that they had mm-hmm. but yeah I mean it's just like you know not to you know yeah. brag you up too much but he's just a really really good producer and he really knows what he's doing and why not have someone who literally helps make the content help finish off the album because then you know we already know what we're going for yeah. it's not like we yeah. have to bring someone in who doesn't know the stuff and be like well this is kind of we want you know we and then we can always just be like well hey what do you think of this and send it off to them so exactly it just you know it just keeps it more in the frame of like i know that we're gonna get what we want because it's what we want 
Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like um, even when we're writing songs now too, we're we are able to kind of hear as a band together when we're first writing it, like, oh yeah, and then on the album we can do this and we can place this here. We can sort of like pre-produce it as we're like writing the different parts and yeah. things like that, which is really cool because then there's no lost in translation thing like you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's cool that we get to do that. And I know like not a lot of bands are able to, you know, and we'll probably take that as far as we can. And, uh, you know, someday hopefully we'll be able to meet some more people who want to help us out and, and, you know, mix and produce with us and, and uh, get some more professional like work in there. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, we'll just keep on doing everything we can with what we've got. So have, have you shopped around for labels are you interested in a label are you just want to keep doing this diy route until something comes about it like do you want to make your living from the music you do and like not have a nine to five like where are where do you want to take the scenic route in the next few years then i think ultimately um right now we're just not ready to be signed to a label even if it is an indie label mm -hmm. Um, cause like I said, we kind of took the quarantine as a chance to reinvent ourselves and put some more structure and some more strength into some areas that maybe we were lacking because we focused on something else. Um, now we have been working with like some A&R people and people who work for indie record labels as like personal counsel. Mm -hmm. Uh, but one, I mean, obviously I always want to be able to do what I want to do. I, I understand that, you know, there's certain rules you got to follow, like you got to you gotta do playlist pushing and you got to sell it like this and you got to package it up like this so they like it like this. Uh, but I want to be able to do what I want and I don't, I guess uh, it's just like if we find a record label that agrees with our vision and that we feel it will really be a positive like uh, business relationship then we would look into them, but it's not something we're actively looking for. Right on. No, I respect that. I just wanted to see your two cents on the, you know, I've, I've met a lot of bands that, you know, love their label. And they love the, the, the flexibility of some of those places. And then I know a lot of people that do very successful on, on the DIY route and both are good and both have uh, positives and negatives on uh, what they do. And, and it's very interesting to hear your guys' point of view. Uh, on that world um it, it, would there be a dream label would there be something like you know i this would be awesome if we got to hook up with blank whether it's maybe a band or a label or a group or anything is there any like you know ultimate shoot for the the moon type levels of places or you're just like whatever comes whatever comes yeah not really for me i guess i don't know about mm. you guys no i haven't done too much research into labels recently i don't know what about you don no i don't really have any um i mean i can rattle off some labels i like with bands that i would like to hook up with <laughs> yeah uh you know like fueled by ramen would be sweet yeah of course because <laughs> it's fueled like, by ramen you know well, yeah like you know, it's, you know there's easy easy names to throw out there but yeah i don't know i i don't know you know, particularly what we would need. Well, yeah, like I said, it's it's not really something we've. I don't. I don't think like it's a it's a thing in our professional development that we're really looking into right now. Mm -hmm. I definitely think in the future we'll probably be okay. attached to a yeah. label, because uh, I you know we do intend on this being our job, like our livelihood. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now I just don't think we're at a place in our per, in our development. It's like we don't need any more fingers in the pie. You know, we got everything handled. <laughs> We're, we're still at an upward trajectory, and right now we're just kind of building a team of uh, industry professionals that we like, that we've been working with, and then eventually we can kind of move into finding something else and finding something a little more permanent, I think. Mm -hmm. It's really impressive, like I said before, that I already have a team behind you for being such a DIY uh, style of act. Um, it, it, it shows that, you know, you have the right mindset, you know, what you want, you know, where to go, you know, who to talk to, you know, how to play the game, you know, how to, how the game works. And then from there, all it is, is just development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's quite impressive. I, I, I'm really, I, I, I'm very, I, I really like what's, uh, what's going on. Um, there's something I wanted to touch upon on this because doing a little research on the band, um, you know, you, you openly say that you are really good, really big on social issues about like gender equality, empowerment, arts education, animal rights, things like that. One thing that, um, and, and, and maybe I'll play devil's advocate on this one, um, is when I got the bio, when I first got hip to you, um, 
um, and I know this is a discussion I've had on past episodes, is the idea of marketing a band as female-fronted band. And a lot of people have kind of mixed reactions when you see that phrase, female-fronted. I'd like to hear your two cents of kind of going that route. Is that something that you're, you're, you're okay with marketing the band as? Is that just something that, like, that's what we are is I'm a female. I'm fronting this band. We're female fronted, like in a literal sense. And maybe somebody else in my, my like my question or uh, discussion on this is kind of overthinking it. Um, I'd like to hear your two cents about that. Um, I guess really what it is. And I, I have heard, I know with some female artists specifically, they really don't like that. And I understand where it comes from. Like, it's annoying when someone's like, oh, well, they're a female comic. It's like, no, they're just a comic. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a female that runs a band, but it's just, I'm just a band. I'm just a, you know, it's just a singer. Well, I'm not a band, they're a band, but I'm just a singer and I'm in a band. Uh, I think honestly, when we, when we started being female fronted was more of a negative. Like I did have to deal with a lot of, uh, you know, it is, a, it is just, especially with bands, it is a male dominated industry. I mean, you said recently we did a podcast and you're like, I realized that you were the only woman in like the entire building. Yeah. There were what, there were like nine people yeah, in nine, production, people. like including all of our band members and everything. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, so I did have to deal with a little weirdness back then, but I feel like now it's almost more of a selling point because there really aren't as many female fronted bands that when people hear that, they're like, Oh well, I like girl singers, so maybe I should check out this band. It really is more just I'm a female that fronts a band. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I agree. Should I have to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm a girl-led band. It does suck that there's not as many girl-led bands around, mm-hmm. but it's just how it is. Yeah. Like, and I don't, you know, I don't think that that makes us any better or worse, obviously. It's purely just like, yeah, I'm a girl. And it's it's a girl fronted band because I do I do feel like some people enjoy male voices better than female voices or vice versa. Like I know you prefer female voices in mm-hmm. your music. Probably the reason I joined the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, for some people, it it, it does maybe kind of help them help us uh, them put us in a not in a box, but just categorize us a little more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, labels can be helpful in so much as they're helpful to make people remember and kind of hang their hat on all yeah. their experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an introductory thing. Yeah, that's really all it is. Because, um, you know, when people talk about the band, the first thing they mention is, oh, they have a girl lead singer. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. why not go ahead and, you know, if that's how it's going to be, why not just go ahead and put that up in the front, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Might as well lean into the skid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, when, uh, you know, the over-sexualization of women is absolutely an issue. Mm-hmm. That being said, do I fault any woman who profits off of that? Absolutely not. <laughs> if you want to use it, use it, you know? Do it. Use use the game to your advantage. Uh, yeah. I and, that, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Sometimes you just have to, you have to play that game. It's unfortunate that the game exists. It's yeah. un- and and yeah. and like and and I've told this to a lot of people and I'll go a little political in this like you know do I like what we have coming up in this election absolutely not do we think our choices are great no absolutely not however I and I and this is my just personal opinion I feel like one choice is a kind of a better choice when it comes to the betterment of our country while the other choice may not be spouting as well as where we need to go in a direction in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'll absolutely. Just, and I'll keep it as middle of the road as I, I, I can, because I'm sure there, right. I, I don't feel like getting hate mail uh, today on, 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 yeah. uh, on this episode. And I also, I also feel like if anything, I choose to identify as like a female, you know, a female led band or whatever. Cause I know a lot of girls who are interested in being bands, but they don't want to do it cause they don't know a lot of female fronted bands. Yeah. Especially at this local level. Like, you see it a lot more in indie bands or things like that. Um, I mean, I just found out recently, even uh, with a lot of country radio stations, they are not allowed to play as many female-led songs as male-led songs. You are... So that... It is a real... It is a real thing that still happens that is very prevalent. 
And so it's like, if I can be like, yeah, girl power, get out there. If you're a, fem a creative and a female, who cares if it's male dominated? We can make it female dominated or whatever mm -hmm. by just going out there doing it. So that's bizarre. I did not know that. No, that's Why? a real thing. I found that out recently. It's Why? uh, she is she is not incorrect on that. Um, I had, I had a former uh uh, uh superior that did not like to schedule so many female artists together in one hour of music because he just hated it. And he was also, he's also, he was also a big sexist. So, you know, yeah. he's no longer <laughs> yeah. with us. Yeah. So that's yeah. why, I'm, I mean, that's why, that's why I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of throw him under the bus cause he doesn't work for us anymore. So fuck him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, that is a real thing. It's an unfortunate thing, but it is un understandably a real thing. And I can understand, Sort of like, it's not like I support it, but like, I understand the mentality of like, you hear so many female artists together, all in the same, like together, it starts kind of, kind of meshing all together. Like, like a lot of top 40 music is a lot more female dominated, but like, if I hear Demi Lovato and like, then like Lady Gaga, then Ariana Grande, then like, you know, Dua Lipa or whatever. And like, it's all back to back to back. It all ends up being one giant song in my head. So I can understand the reasoning behind it, but it, whoops. And by the same time though, I don't necessarily think that like, you know, putting all the, it shouldn't show off like all the female and like, and even if uh, on the other side of the spectrum, you're gay, you're lesbian, you're transgender, like those artists as well, you should try to pepper them, pepper in, pepper them in as well. Yeah, and just at the more end diversity of, overall. Exactly. And at the end of the day, like, if that's a selling point, hey, this peop these people are gay. These people are, you know, this is a female-fronted rock band. You know, this is whatever. Like, if that is, like, in, in a nutshell, because our attention span is, like, seconds now in, in, in this decade, if that's the thing that kind of gets somebody's attention, then you might as well use it. Yeah, I also feel like sometimes... Put, having certain labels on you can maybe just let your fan base know a little more about what they should expect. For example, I have a friend who is a fantastic painter, and he uh, is a transgender man, and he labels himself as transgender and openly tells people because a lot of his work has to deal with his journey of being transgender and the trauma and the feelings that he had to deal with mm -hmm. growing up in a really religious household and then figuring this out about himself. And so on one hand, it's like, should you have to say that you're queer so then people support your art? Like, no, absolutely not. It sucks that that's part of it. But then also then other queer people can say, oh, well, that, that's someone in my community mm -hmm. that I can identify with and I can identify with this work. And I feel like it's more just to help us find each other a little more, you know? I think that's beautiful. I think that's a that's a well said uh so, well said point. Um, so the goals obviously playing more stuff, and obviously you're going to be very busy coming into 2021. New music, things like that. What else is in the works for the scenic route? More music videos. Yeah, we just put out our first like well, not our first music video, but the first music video I actually want to show people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we did that for Wild. I actually think it's really good. We managed to get through it with like a pretty small space and a pretty small budget and it still looks good. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but we definitely have two scheduled uh, music videos for two of the other singles coming out. We might put out another one. I don't know. You know, we'll see exactly what happens. You see what happens. We'll see where it goes. But that's definitely something I'm excited about, like putting out some high quality uh, music videos because that's just never really something we've had. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot more uh, content, especially in the coming weeks and months. Uh, we're going to be starting our Patreon account. Yeah. So we are going to be getting up. We're going to be doing uh, regular like acoustic covers and like other cool kind of behind the scenes videos of our yeah. writing and recording and just sort of like general band going experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be super cool. I think we're going to, our community that we can engage with online there is going to have a lot more stuff that they can take a look at. Yeah. Um, so we're still kind of finalizing all of that, but in the next few weeks here, you can search for us and I'm sure we'll send the links out everywhere, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and, and all of that. And you'll be able to find mm -hmm. us and help support us, you know, just kind of keep making music if you like to support local art well and also we it's just it. like we want to be able to be a little closer to our fans and almost let them pick some of the content that they want to they want to see yeah. you know if you see a live band you're just you're going to see a live band like they have their set list we'll do a you know a request here and there but 
like one of the things we talked about doing with one of our Patreon tiers is literally letting people like select a original or a cover that we will record just for you. You know, if your favorite song is Lady Gaga's Rain On Me, then we'll learn the rain on me and mm-hmm. we'll send it to you. So it's really just like, you know, obviously we wouldn't be a band if we didn't have fans that supported us. And so we're trying to make it like a mutual agreement. Like, hey, we'll let you uh, have a little more of a hand in the content that we put out yeah. if you help support us and help support our music. So I like it. I like it. And also that, that Lady Gaga song is really good. So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think Dom's gonna open an OnlyFans uh, page. I think that's what's going. I mean, I, you know. <laughs> is that a request? Is that... <laughs> I I just it's wanted to, I just mind. I wanted I wanted I wanted him to I just he was a little quiet so I wanted to throw something at him see what oh, he's just oh, so, yeah. No, I'm just the quiet guy. You know? No, that's all right. No, it's, that's right. It's so funny. We'll have a meeting and I'll forget that he's on. The, like we'll have a meeting like a call. I'll forget <laughs> he's on the call and I'll be like. Are you still there? And he's like, yeah, I'm still there. You best <laughs> believe I talk when it's important. <laughs> right, right. It's about it's about quality, not quantity. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, oh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Well, I think I think you guys uh, have a really good head on your shoulders. Your your direction is very impressive, and uh, hopefully, when things open up more, uh, we will love to see you on this side of Ohio. Uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, the sky's the limit for the scenic route. And I think I'm very excited. I really enjoyed the music. Really, it was really good talking to you all. And uh, I'm very excited for the future for for all of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You, so Thank you so much. Of course, if you we if we want to get in touch with the scenic route, how do we do so? Uh, well, until we really get our website up and going, we do have a scenic route email, which is just contact at the scenic route And then you can always find us on Facebook. That's actually where we're most active in terms of like messaging with people. Uh, just search the scenic route band. Sometimes if you just press scenic route, it doesn't come up. So scenic route band on Facebook and then Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat is all at TS route. Excellent. And, of course, you can follow this podcast on all major podcast platforms. You can follow us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at OnTheRadarPC. And if you want to know more about what's coming up, what episodes are out now, head over to OnTheRadarPC.com. If you have an opportunity to invite your friends or leave a review for this podcast, please do so. It only just helps us out. Uh, Anything else you guys want to add? Not yet. I don't know. Just keep keep safe out there. Stay sane. You know, there's a, a lot of mental health things going on recently, and just you know, keep on uh, keeping track of yourself and treat yourself well. Yeah. You know, treat and yourself you know, like we got a lot going on, so keep track of us. And if yeah. if you need some feel good music, go check out our new singles on hey. Spotify. Hey, that <laughs> a girl. There you go. I am Peapod, and you are you. And thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the On the Radar podcast. Oh.